Greenwood had a pop. Great to be here once again. My name is Ahis Anthony on the Footy with FPL. No, did I say FPL? EPL review. FPL didn't enter my head. Child, we've been playing FPL, playing FPL every day. FPL has entered my head. Apologies for that, but it is the EPL review. Our very first episode of this season, 2022-2023 season. Arsenal balling. Manchester United on a revival mission. Liverpool redemption 9-0 against Bournemouth and also Harry Kane scoring and scoring and scoring, trying to break all the records of our highest goal scorer in the EPL. And also we look at Conte's tactics for Tottenham, kind of shitty tactics on my own, in my own opinion, though, as an Arsenal fan, because <laughs> Nottingham Forest could have taken sports to the cleaners yesterday, but they just couldn't have they just couldn't do it. But Tottenham won that won that game. As we all know, we don't have to go into details. We all know what is happening in the EPL right now. Arsenal is sitting in the first position, followed by Manchester City, followed by Tottenham. And I have a full house today. I don't know. I hope we are able to fit into the 30 minutes bracket, but it is what it is. We move. My name is Ahis Anthony, as I said. And it's a full house starting from, from the right corner, playing from the right wing, what's up? Hey, hi guys. Good to be back after a brief hiatus. Yeah, good to have you back. And also from the left wing is Aki. What's up? How you did, the Arsenal man? I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm It's lonely at the top of the table, you know. Yeah. It's all, it's all right. It's all right. Easy, easy. I'm playing from the back. The solid defender. Okwe, what's up? How you day? I mean, it feels good. Um, it feels good to be an Arsenal fan. That's why I'm wearing an Arsenal jersey on a Monday. You know, top of the table. What can I say? But let me let me dive into this. I'm happy to see Chimamaka. Chimamaka is shining bright. This is the brightest I've seen him in a very long time. I'm happy to have Chimamaka on this show right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing from Shots the striker position. Chimamaka, what's up? Even if Chelsea lacks strikers at the moment, but Chimamaka is playing from the striking position today. What's up, Chimamaka? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here again. It's good to see the foot to, to have a full house today. I'm seeing all smiles in the house. Arsenal has been smiling since I think the first week of August, and I see Deepo is back from the. Walloping of the four new and Chelsea also receiving their own. So it's a full house. Everybody, everybody came out with a victory this weekend. So it's expected for us to smile. So I like this. I like this. It's good to yeah. be here again, guys. So let's start with you, Chimamaka. Arsenal's impressive start to the season. Four games, four wins, sitting comfortable at the top of the season, at the top of the table. What do you say about Arsenal? Arsenal. Man, I am actually the last person to actually say good things about Arsenal, but I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. They have, they have, they have this thing that we've not seen in some of the teams this season. 
and that's that zeal, that desire to want to win. And it's been a long time we've seen this from that Arsenal football club as a whole. It's been a very long time we've seen such kind of fight, such kind of drive, such, such kind of hunger. And, well, they are, they are staking their name already. We have, we have had four games in the EPL already, and these guys are sitting on the top of the log. Let's pray, let's fast, and let's hope that this continues till the end of the first half of the season. But for now, I give it to them. They are, doing, they are ticking all the right boxes. They are doing everything right as it stands. And it's a, it's a plus. It's a plus for for our guys on the red side of, of London. Dibbo, as a Manchester United fan, we know Manchester United didn't start well. This is kind of similar. Arsenal last season started three games, lost three games, considered nine, didn't score any. But this season, different ball game, won four, scored about, I think they've considered three, and scored 11. So they're on plus eight right now. What's your take on Arsenal's performance at the beginning of the season? Uh, well, uh, I, I would rather say I would rather leave that face the big boys, but uh, not take anything away from what Arsenal has achieved so far this season. I think it's best to start racking up the points, something they didn't do early enough last season, and uh, which cost them the Champions League slot. So, uh, as I started well, twelve points out of a possible twelve, it, it will count for the future, basically, essentially. Uh, something that might haunt Liverpool come end of the season. So Arsenal are doing good, stepped up, at least had a better start this season. Uh, from the from the first game of the season, I knew, or the very first game of the season, I knew Arsenal was, was going to win that match because he he set up the team to he set up the team properly, and there's nothing as good as winning your first game. It, 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 it gives you confidence into facing subsequent matches. So yeah. Arsenal are doing the right things now. Winning dirty, winning, uh, winning well, winning, gathering all three points essentially, which is what you expect from the team that has a lot to prove basically. So yeah, Arsenal are uh, a top side at the moment. Hopefully they won't uh, they won't slack or fall behind like in past seasons. Kudos mm -hmm. to Arsenal. Kudos to the winners there. So straight up, nice one there. I'm going to switch to Akin. I can see Akin smacking his face. He's smiling, you know. Every Arsenal fan right now working at, you know, they have chips on the shoulders like, yes, on top of the league. But seriously, Akin, I saw a tweet. I don't know. I think I shared it on the group. There's this um, pundit. What's his name again? Who can remind me? That was asking or he was an making analysis on why, why is Arsenal celebrating after defeating Fulham, so what you take? Despite, you know, it was it was dogged, like um, Dipo said. The Arsenal oh, okay. win. Richard, no, um, Richard Keys. Oh, Richard, Richard Keys. Richard Keys. Richard Keys. Yeah, and, yeah. and the guy was all, all you know, and making his analysis, saying why is Arsenal celebrating? And I saw a picture yesterday. Of That's why And I saw a picture yesterday after Arsenal's victory against Fulham. It was packed and it was full. The fans were still there you know, to celebrate the three points. As an Arsenal fan, what was your take? I know you've had your say on the Arsenal fan corner episode on Footy Week, but what can you say? What's the difference about this Arsenal side this season with the impressive start? Quick one. Okay. Um, first of all, let me start in this black 
Copper said it's doing a very, very salty person. And then when you're doing so well, speak, um, they just they, they always want to have something to say. So hear me. But then just to stay relevant. You know, when you're winning, everybody wants to stay relevant to you. Just now, you get so yeah. That, that's just and I don't know what club he supports, but that was really, really, really on his part. And then the difference between this um Arsenal team and I think Deepo said that he's going to leave space the big boys, but I think in Prem like this this season, we're seeing it um the way teams are stacking up players for like serious quality this season so there's really really no big castle joining to Man City Crystal Palace almost taking them to the cleaners every every single so um and I think Arsenal um, success this season is not just starting this season, back to last the end of last season you could see even for injury I think Arsenal would have gotten the Champions League of like what they've done last season and give us nice predictions. First ten games, I'm I'm looking forward to fourth of September against Manchester United. Game just not showing it. Hey, um, slow your roll, son. Slow your roll, son. Just concentrate on sports. Take it easy. Hey, Brazil. Hey, take it easy. Take it easy. Because really, I think Arsenal fans, you guys are beginning to, you know, boast a lot. And I don't understand. Manchester United, there's an Aston Villa, I guess, before Manchester United. Yeah, cool. Emirates. So, why, why? I think the concentration, if I'm to follow Mikel Arteta's thoughts, the concentration should be game after game. And I think I like that approach. Okay, I know you have a lot to say. Arsenal's impressive season. Just a minute. Let's just round this up. But yes. I think I can say good things that I want. I don't want to have things I want to hear. But, you know, <laughs> let me start by saying that I was, as you all oh, know, no. I've, um, I've been one of Ateta's biggest critics. And um, at the start of this season and towards the end of last season, he always keeps asking me this question Are you team Ateta in? Are you team Ateta out? And honestly, I am mm-hmm. almost tempted to say I am team Ateta in, but I'm not going to say yet. You know what? Because, but so far so good. I like what I was the mentality. You know, mentality monster. Take a look at the reaction of the players after I got that goal. Look at Saliba, someone who I thought wasn't so expressive. Look at Zinchenko, someone who's not a brace on his knee, jumping up from the bench, going to challenge the fourth official. You know, going to hug the boys once they scored the goal. Look at the reaction from Gabriel Jesus. It was verified. I'm ridiculous. I've not seen this type of camaraderie in an Arsenal team in a very, very long time. So it's good to be an Arsenal fan. And I understand why some people are jumping over the gun. But you know what? It's good to be an Arsenal fan. I'll leave it at that. Well, you know, like I said, you just for me, my philosophy is you just have to beat what is in front of you. And yesterday we saw or Liverpool, for instance, struggled against Fulham, struggled against Crystal Palace, lost to Manchester United. And when Bournemouth came, it was a total hammering. I think we'll switch Liverpool right now. Redemption win for them. 
because they didn't start the season very well as compared to last season selling money we know it's a big shoe for you to feel i don't know if doing newness will be able to feel that money's shoe but it was impressive for liverpool 9-0 stacking someone said today that they just had to you know all the depths they are owing it's like they used in terms of goals considered <laughs> they used it in paying back so Chumamaga, quick one liverpool's performance wow it was amazing sincerely there's actually nothing much to say about Liverpool. They had to. I think. I think they they didn't they didn't start off the season as they expected. We saw how they started last season. When they started last season, it was it was a very tight contest between Manchester um, City and Liverpool as at last season. But this yeah. season, how it came up all out is not what they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a Fulham that just came from the Championship put them two to two on two two. They had to fight their way into even getting a draw in that game. And eventually, everybody, including the bookies, had, had written off Manchester United. And those guys had to come back. That, that is Man U. Man U came back from a 4-0 um, defeat to come and defeat um, a Liverpool that we expected would, would have a free drive in the park. But it was a different ball game. But I think, I think the anger or the bitterness of the second and the third match of the season wherein they played, they <laughs> they had to take it out on Bournemouth. I don't blame I wouldn't bl- I wouldn't blame um, Liverpool for doing that but performance wise it was a very good performance. But I, w- I want to pick out a player in that game. If you guys watch that game very well you realize that there was a certain Mohamed Salah that was missing. Oh I don't FBO. know who I, oh, I don't know I, I don't know Salah, I don't know who is with me on this, but a certain Salah who actually plays or is the best player or the best attacker in Liverpool didn't score a goal out of nine goals. Didn't even so have what? an assist. So, please. So, it, it only tells us one thing. It tells us one thing. That the impact of Sadio Mane in Liverpool is much more integral in my own... That's my, my, my own opinion. More integral or more important than the uh, Mohamed Salah. Yeah. Why I'm saying so, I don't know. But but you you realize that since Mane had left or or has left, there has been struggles in the Liverpool front line. Yeah, I think I think I mentioned this in a platform. I know where was there. Well, some some guy almost chopped my head off when I said, "Yeah, you know you know." Man, and he's, <laughs> and he's, I was about to say that. I was about to yeah. he's, and he's give me the honors of saying this, right? And he's an no, no problem, on no a different football platform. And he did mention that. And he did mention that. Look, um, money has been critical and has been integral to the success of Salah. Terms of money, um, is going to be difficult for Salah. Some Liverpool fan went haywire and says Ehiz must be drinking or Ehiz must be like that. And now look at look at we. How many games into this? Um, let's let's forget about the second um, game week. There's a record of Mamesala never in the second match day. Now many more match going into the fifth match day, if, if I'm not mistaken. But most importantly, that yeah, game right. against Bournemouth is ridiculous. How Mamesala did not score a goal the rest is beyond me. Let's not forget those two blunders that is. I'm not going to forget those two blunders alone. 
that's not acceptable. So is it to say that Mane was the bedrock of Salah's success? I think I'm very valid saying that right now because we can see the Mane is just shining in the Bundesliga. Week in, week out, like is nothing to him. So Chimamaka, you are very right, and I obviously agree with his Mane was a huge bedrock for the success of Mo Salah. Well, you know, when, I don't know. Like I said, it's too early to call, though, because anything can happen. They play Nottingham Forest in their next fixture, and he is my captain. I still no. Apparently, is my vice cap. I had to go and sign up. Because <laughs> we can see what Dick Boy is doing on our FPL. Dick Boy is number one right now on the footy with the FPL league. He's doing wonders having Alan in his team. So I just I I, I just, jumped from number eight to number sixty thanks to Alan. Thanks to Salah. From number eight. <laughs> man, that was a heavy fall, man. <laughs> so, so you can imagine over the weekend, I, I was like, okay, I was I didn't I didn't watch the match real time, but I was you know checking live scores and I saw Liverpool one, two, three. So I was like, oh thank God, Salah will at least score. Or make an assist. <laughs> so when 8-0, I decided to check. I decided to click on it. And I saw that Salah was not even anywhere in terms of goal scored or assist. So it's like, what the heck? But like I said, it's too early for us to jump on Salah to say he's not going to perform. It's just four games. So who knows? His revival could start from Nottingham Forest on Wednesday or Tuesday. I don't know when they're playing particularly. But let's jump straight to Manchester United. We have the Manchester United fan in the house beginning of the season it all looked gloom gloomy it all looked dark it all looked you know like blunt but that game against liverpool was the revival game was the redemption mm. game for eric ten hag and we saw what happened against southampton we had to dig deep also to win against southampton and six points on the table right now manchester united and we could see what they did Today, we heard the news of Anthony coming in. So, great times of Manchester United. Dick Wogun. <laughs> uh, well, uh, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm not fooled or stupid by whatever has happened with Manchester United. It's a good win against Liverpool. Uh, a lucky win against Southampton in my system myself. But uh, I've seen no confidence, but you don't even. I were not allowed to spend up to 500 million pounds or 200 pounds of prayers in the transfer window, so I'm not going to cut. I'm going to cut a ten hard from slack. But uh, going back to the game against Southampton, I think uh, we were lucky. I think Southampton should have won or even put up. Okay, put up a draw, won that game. And uh, the the lads, yeah, they, they stood on their they stood their ground. Uh, shout out to Lissandro Martinez, which I. Uh, and we can see that the hair smiling. It, 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 it was needed. But is Manchester ready? I don't think so. I think they're still far from the way they're not going to be. Yeah, Antonio is coming in today. I, I always usually, I, I usually try to shy away from giving players that have been hyped for the touch of the corner league. Expecting the price, the pie comes to Comes mind he, he was a pastor with Manchester United. It's called the previous year. Uh, Amatoni, good word we hear about him, but I think he was overpriced. Uh, Hundred yeah, well, million, I guess. What is it? Hundred million, I heard. 
Yeah, but yeah, uh, million who, euros. Who said if Chelsea can spend 70 million pounds on the player that's never been capped for the French national team, then uh, I think football is going crazy in terms of numbers. I've been paying, paying top dollars. Now, now I, I, I want you to explain what? that for that, please. I'm trying to understand what you're trying to say. Shots fired. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not getting you. I'm not, I'm not getting you. It's the explicit. <laughs> Ask yourself. Well, seventy million pounds. Not bad. The money is available. Not bad. The money is available, but no, it's, it's, it's not bad. When, when, when I mean it's not bad, we have been pushed or we have we have been boxed. Wherein we are personally, I wouldn't spend so. I wouldn't spend that's, that amount. That's what I, I wouldn't do that. That's the fact that you boxed into spending that amount of money. Now, I wouldn't yeah. do that. No, but but why? I, I'm about to say something. If you are going to be spending 70 million on a player, let's not forget it's not about spending the money. You are buying out his contract. That guy has five years. He has five years contract. Well, so I, I think Chelsea if you are, didn't if you are get the memo. To... I think Chelsea so... didn't get the memo. Remember when my Arsenal played Leicester City with the way Martinelli went in and out of Fofana? Yeah, it was no. I got the memo. If you if you if you checked that game, you know that um on stats. That guy was the best player in Leicester City in that game. I was shocked. Just by well, the fact he was the best player in Leicester City in that game. He was in the defense. Oh, statistics. Four. Yeah. I don't know if you understand. Now, we yeah. thank God he's just one player. I believe with, <laughs> with, with, with additions by his side, with experience, he's going to be, he's, he's going to do better. He's 21. He's just 21. So I, I don't see that. It's not a big deal. We have some of the best defenders in the world. And yeah. and with him coming in, it's not... Well, it's not best defenders in the world that you have. Uh, well, I don't think you have anybody who is very Koulibaly. Nah, I didn't say Manchester United have... You know what? I, when I spoke, I said Manchester United, I know where I wanted to. So I just asked you, because who are the best defenders no. in the world? We have, I, I said we have some of the best defenders in the world. I have, we have Thiago, a 37-year-old Thiago Silva. There's no defender in Manchester United presently who is as good as that guy. And I stand to be corrected. No, no, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm just defending my club. If you have any defender, if there's any defender as formidable as that guy presently in Manchester United, please mention him. I don't want to. Martinez. Martinez. Martinez cannot lace the boots of Thiago. Talk more of Thiago Silva. No, if, if you look at, come on, let's be sincere. If you look at the numbers this wow. season, if, if we can just go online and look at all stats right now, Martinez has a better <laughs> start as compared to Thiago, Thiago Silva. Four games after for Chelsea, four games after for Martinez, despite being dropped against who? Who was it dropped against? I think it was dropped you after know, that. You know, I like, I like your story. stats. Yeah. I, I I like, but I still stand to be corrected. Mm. Martinez cannot lace the boots of Thiago Silva at 37 years. Well, okay, yes. that being said, let's still consider. Let's not, not forget he's 37. No problem. No problem. But hey, we are not comparing players here. We're talking about Ex perfect <laughs> response. Nice clap back. Deep ball. Nice one. If you're gonna be saying that, no, if, if, if you're gonna be saying that, if, if you're gonna be saying that, I mentioned some of the players in the world. 
Thiago Silva, Thiago Silva stands in that class. Martinez is not, Sorry, not yet in that really class. Of 30 players. Now, I'm so coming back. I'm, Dipo, Dipo, I'm coming back to what you said. You said, you said, which world class players do I, which world class defenders do I have in my club? And I mentioned Thiago Silva. Presently, as it stands, Martinez is not yet reckoned as a top defender in the world. If I'm wrong, that, that is that is according to what. So, so I have I have mentioned one. I've mentioned one. Yeah. Can you also mention one presently? Okay, I hear you. I hear you. No, for our listeners, for our listeners listening, footballer. watching on this video, watching this video on our YouTube channel, this is football updates and EPL review, not the footy with fan debate because it's beginning to look like Manchester United versus Chelsea. Chelsea. But by the way, let's just mm -hmm. speak. Let's just stick and with besides, the some people are still the only people who are talking about. Yeah. Wow, Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag. Now it looks it looks as if before just just a minute. Do you see Eric Ten Hag, ETH for short, taking Manchester United back to the glory days? Ah <laughs> uh, well, not not to take anything away from what he's achieved, I. I think uh, we need a lot of patience for him, really. But how many how many clubs would, that, would be that patient? He's now he's got, he's getting players that he's asking for. Trust me, if he doesn't perform, he gets the boot. So nobody will want to see where he's coming from or what he's trying to do. The yeah. team. They will want to judge him based on what is happening currently. Uh, Football fans of these days and that picture. Look at how That's it happened with yeah. Newcastle, uh, Manchester City, and the likes. It's, it, it takes a lot, but these days football, nobody is patient anymore. So you have to hit the ground running. With what he's got in this season, uh, I'll, I'll be shocked if he makes it to the top, to, to the top uh, four. I'm not giving that chance, but uh, a lot of us want to see beautiful football come back to Manchester United. A lot of us want to see. That Manchester United can actually compete if we're not winning. A lot of us want to say that there's few, there's a bright future. And until we understand, I always say until we understand that firing, hiring and firing coaches is no silver bullet for success. Even players, the guys in the boardroom that wear the tie and suit should be held accountable for whatever happens on the pitch. The moment True. the Glazers are, are kicked off the Manchester United history that I think uh, no touch Manchester United hope we touch Manchester United and I see that happening in less than two three years so yeah maybe Ten Hag will still be at the helm but right now I doubt if it will be it will be given a lot of time to thrive and set the ball rolling for future successes. Okay, I'm going to jump on you because this is kind of like similar to the Mikel Arteta's case. Arteta joined Arsenal 2020, now three full season into his tenure at Arsenal. Eric Ten Hag has hit the ground running, starting with a two two defeats in his competitive competition in the F, in the FPL. Why do I keep saying FPL? Come on, EPL. Do you see Ten Hag taking? Manchester United back to the glory days. I just shared a picture right now from BR Football. It looks as if he's just going into the Ajax basket, you know, just to, you know, just to like, you know, shop 
and pick the players like they tagged it straight out of Ajax, not content mm. though. So what's what you take? Yeah. Um, if we're being fair, let me start by saying that Mikela Teta, if former assistant coach at Manchester City, signed first of all Pablo Mari. He worked with Pablo Mari at Manchester City, and you know from Manchester City, Pablo Mari went to Flamengo. He signed him from Flamengo. Alexander Zinchenko and um, Thomas Nathan probably Atleta should go for Ika Gundogan. That's just for another. But um, the fact is that Ten Hag is signing as within his own network. Even though he's um, 31. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ten Hag is signing players within his own network. Um, and I must say that his network is quite weak. So, obviously, that means that Ajax is the only flight team with quality players that Ten Hag has managed in the past. It's good to know that Ten Hag knows how to win trophies. Ten Hag has competed in the Champions League. One. Number two, um, Ten Hag had three years left with Ajax. So for him to have come to Manchester United, um, number one, we know it's a good opportunity. But I believe that he would have been given some sort of assurance for a couple of years. Yeah. Look, I need time to test. I need time for trials. And I believe that's why he's getting the backing of the board. Arsenal is different from Manchester United. Arsenal are lucky enough to have American owners who actually love football. It's all about business for the Glaziers. From the inception, the way they took over Manchester United has been all about business. For me, I totally lost faith in Manchester United. Or rather, I started having fear in United when the Glaziers put the club in the street. That's when I knew, look, it's all about business. That's Pogba, players who would always... Players who can um, repay the transfer fee with jersey sales. That's the way the Glaziers are thinking. It's all about good business because these guys have got a huge franchise in the world of sports, you know. But I would like to think that Eric Ten Hag will be different. The Manchester United fans have had enough, especially those resident in England. They've registered their displeasure, especially when United wanted to come out to be a member of the Super League. That's a major reason why Ed Woodward is no longer at the helm at Manchester United. Things are changing, quote-unquote. I do hope so. Um, and then the best thing is that Ten Hag is Ten Hag is already implementing his policy in the team. We saw that straight away from preseason. However, he doesn't have all the players needed to effectively turn out this team. You could see that he's already chasing the players that he doesn't need and the players that he feels like cannot work under his system. Alec Teles is gone. Um, he has gone out to Luzebe has been asked from the squad. We've not seen Phil Jones at all being part of the team been asked out from the squad already. So, and then we even know the users that he's incorporating into the squad. Those that can work. The truth is that only time will tell. So far, so good. It looks good for them. I can tell you if Anthony will hit the ground running or not, honestly. Anthony is 22 yeah. years old. Same age as Jaden Sancho. Sancho had a fantastic time in the Bundesliga. It's finally difficult to hit the ground running at the United. Some fans are saying he's not a left winger. He's a right winger. He should stay there. Look, it's all about probabilities with United. Only time will tell. Apt analysis from you. But for me, I just feel I someone said we shouldn't be using gut feeling. That when we use our gut feeling to analyze, it shows we're not good football analysts. But the question I ask is if you don't use your gut feeling, padded or added with stats, how your analysis? For me, I'm going to use my gut to F whatever he says. He knows himself. I, I Okay, should I do this or I should just keep quiet? So let me just keep quiet. But the thing is, 
I predicted Manchester United this season that they are going to be in the top four. He said I was crazy. I didn't know what I was saying. But Manchester United, with the way they are going, they are a team we should be careful of because I know people are smacking, looking at me like, what's this guy saying? <laughs> but really, Manchester United need to be, need to be, we need to be wary of Manchester United because with the way Eric Ten Hag have started, benching Ronaldo, benching the captain, mm-hmm. Harry Maguire, he's here to make a change. He's here to do that business. And I see Manchester United. I said it that Southampton was a game I wanted to look out for. If the cracks, if it was just paper over cracks against Liverpool, but they showed the grit, they showed the tenacity, they showed the fighting spirit, and they picked up valuable three points. Other teams have gone to St. Mary's and they've cracked, fallen. Is it that they go there, they take or they take the D, but they went there and it took the W, which is massive. The next game, I don't know who they are playing against, but let's just take take a chill pill for next weekend which is arsenal manchester manchester united arsenal it's going to be a cracker but straight up let's move to this guy okay i'm going to start with you harry kane scoring like scoring like tomorrow no day in the local parlance here he has broken on his record i'm sorry as an arsenal fan but he looks like he's going to break those records but the, the bad thing about it is, or the sad thing about it is, he has scored all these goals without winning a trophy. Sorry that I anchored you with that. But I know you're an Arsenal fan. You would want to throw that as a diss. But is it not impressive from Harry Kane? Akin, we can't hear you. You're muted. Oh, sorry. We cannot hear you. Ah, uh, maybe you need to join the stream again. I, okay, Chumamaka, let me just jump to you, Harry Kane. What say you about okay, Harry Kane? I, I wouldn't be training, training in that this time. Um, as a striker, he's done very well, to be very frank with you. It's not easy going to break um, several records in one club. He's actually he's actually been very unlucky not to mm-hmm. register this amount of goals with at least a silverware. So as a striker, he's doing an amazing job. He's doing his in fact every box regarding striking, he's sticking everything. He's doing amazingly well, sincerely. Because if, looking at Hurricane, he's he's actually been he's he's been doing this over time. He has had this um, consistency that has brought him to the level where he is. And you cannot take that away from him. He's one of those Premier League strikers that gives you 20 goals in a season consistently and that's 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 good that's good for him did he hit the 20 did he hit the 20 mark last season no you know he didn't he he didn't he didn't didn't. 22 21 21 but he didn't but he gives you a consistent okay i wouldn't use a 20 but i'll use a 20 he does a key he does a consistent 20 with or without injuries so it, it only tells you how good he is the downside of this whole scoring is the fact that there are no silverware that can be attached to this and that's the bad thing i don't know how i don't know how he's going to do it if he would eventually leave sports to at least lift something before he ends his career scoring 500 goals without a trophy it's going to sound very good bad I don't know how it's gonna be. So I'll I'll I love I love what he's doing, but he should he should go to a, a 
a trophy winning club to show that he can continue doing this. At Spurs, I'm sorry, he won't, he won't get nowhere. Akin, your thoughts on Harry Kane? Quick one. I think we can hear you now. Ah, Akin's, man, the gremlins have taken over Akin. We can't, we can't seem to hear you, man. Wow, gremlins. Quick one. Dipo and, just round off, Dipo and Okwe. Chimamaka just mentioned something that he needs to go to a team where he would have to win the trophies. But the twist to that is they signed a certain Antonio Conte last season and they said Antonio Conte is a serial winner because of Anthony Conte taking over the helms of affairs at Tottenham. Spurs have or has the tendency to win a trophy, even if it's an FA Cup, even if it's a Carabao Cup. But last season, he lost in every cup competition just to concentrate in the EPL. So do you see Conte and his tactics bringing Tottenham back to the glory days? Because looking at yesterday, if Tottenham had played a ruthless side, possibly they might have been down like 4-0 in the first half or 4-1 after that goal Hurricane scored. But what's your take on Conte's tactics? Can you oh, well, Yeah, I can hear you. I thought I was going in first. I'll to be honest, I'm not a big fan of Antonio Conte. I I just think uh, his tactics with his certain sports. So if you look at his time at Chelsea, he had a way of bringing in whoever I wanted to bring in. He had money to spend. He lost a whole lot of money to spend. I thought now, yeah, he's bought over price players, to be honest. We shouldn't have bought that much. But uh, Bissouma, mm, maybe. Where's Bissouma now? He's not a regular. He's not starting. And that's all that I played in EPL the whole of last season. So what excuse are we making for someone that is not playing regularly? Conte, he might win a trophy this season. I won't, I won't write him out of that. Maybe Kalin uh, Carabao Cup. But uh, uh, his tactics with sports... Uh, I I think it, it will it's not working for me basically. I would I would have preferred if uh, if he he had the, the players the, the players that uh, could execute his, his style. The players that he some players he that into the last players he when in his first season at Chelsea. But currently, yeah 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 well they are hitting the right notes. Maybe a good try against Chelsea again they should have lost. Like you said, against not now for us they the more ruthless side we have probably been taken to the corner really beat like three four zero by by a bigger and better side. But uh with the way it's going I think it might have to adjust a bit uh to to win a trophy. Any trophy is a trophy. If you look at Harry Kane, yeah, yeah. my friend used to say statistics are are like Statistics are like mini skirts. They, they cover the most important bit. He scored, oh. he scored a, whole, a, ton, a ton of <laughs> That's goals. That's an analogy, man. <laughs> he scored a ton of goals, but uh, <laughs> when you sit down, we analyze Harry Kane. The first thing we talk about is he never won anything with this club. Imagine also scoring a thousand goals mm. and no trophy. Really, would you compare to a Lionel Messi? No. So, like Chairman Makan said, maybe he has to move to a big club. 
or a club that would at least guarantee, even if it's community shield. I, 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 I let me do something. <laughs> it's not that bad. Community shield. We saw how Darwin Nunes celebrated winning the community shield. We saw how Darwin Nunes celebrated when he won this community exactly. shield. I thought his league was over at that yeah, time. Right. <laughs> when we came in, he scored a goal, and Jonas had to. He needs to do something big. Really, if you had gone to Manchester City, maybe you have been boasting of the Premier League title at this point in time. But hey, he needs to he needs to step up. He's doing a good job as a striker. He's doing his work, but come when when the curtains are drawn, will he have anything to show? Time will tell. Maybe if he win the World Cup in 2022, I'm tipping him down to go. I know as an Arsenal, I know as an Arsenal fan. If I tend to talk about content tactics, it will look as if I am being biased. But yeah, I will just allow Okwe, the other Arsenal fan, yeah, to just give us just a few minutes and let's round off. What's your take on context tactics? I, I just hope on the day we play the NLD, context sets up the way it's set up against Nottingham Forest yesterday. I just pray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm uh, for me, first of all, with contest tactics, um, to be honest, tactically speaking, um, as an analyst, fan, as an analyst, I rate Conte. Conte is someone who I've watched since he was at Juventus. I saw the way he resuscitated Juventus after many years of not winning any silverware. I saw him move Juventus from a 4 4 2 to a 3 at the back, and I saw how successful he was for uh, five to six years, you know. Came to Chelsea, did the same thing. Went to Inter, did the same thing. But there's just one aspect of him in which I don't like, and that is the anti to him. He seems to um, want to always play on intelligence, you know. And sometimes I don't like the way he treats players. You know, he's the type of manager that look even the boots either way. And I, for example, I feel Harry. I think Conte has put a stop to the progression of Harry Wings' career. Now, Wings has to go on loan to Sampdoria. You, that's a move that he doesn't want. That's a player that I don't think... He probably thought he was going to spend the rest of his career at Spurs. And thanks to Antonio Conte, uh, that's not going to work. But talking about Harry Kane, I think one of the biggest regrets Harry Kane would have in his life signing that contract extension... Uh, in 2020, yeah, true. I believe that was the undoing true. of his career, majorly because you know him being so young, getting into the team, you know he faced a lot of years with bad injury. But it's right in terms of, of his physique, both he was scoring well. He was in a good position with years left on his contract. He was in a good position to leave um, Spurs at that time for a reasonable fee within. the the range of 65 million pounds to 80 million and what does hurricane do hurricane goes ahead to sign a five-year contract extension you know with pochettino at the helm thinking that oh yeah Pochettino to take them to the promised land he lost hope in poch was let down by daniel levy if you ask me because he was never given the back in terms of forms yeah, like he, had he started going down the yeah. train Harry is now clamoring to leave. And Daniel Levy is like, look, you've got a valuable contract here with me. I'm not going for anything less than £120 million. 
And then this is someone who is already, what, 28, 27, and who wants to spend 120 million pounds on a 28-year-old striker who sometimes could be injury-prone. Harry Kane, at the end of the day, when you look back at his career, he the reason for his downfall because he put himself out of I hope you may not fall into the same shoes because I think he's very going in that path. Ask me. Um, I always for the last three years I've tweeted this unconsciously. In 2020, or rather in the 2019-20 season, I believe Real Madrid made a mistake by signing Eden Hazard at that time. My own my own opinion. So, yes, that's what I feel about Harry Kane and uh, the tactics of Hunting. Man, see. The, the network wasn't that clear but our listeners and people watching this video on youtube you just have to you know just sympathize with with us in terms of quality network this is what we this is what we get we're in nigeria you know and um it, was, it wasn't that kind of clear but we just have to manage but truly it's been nice doing this with you guys on the first episode of the epl review 2022-2023 season and um, thank you, Tiko, for coming on. Thank you, Chimamaka. Thank you, Okwe. Chimamaka is back, smiling. You could uh, you could a come pleasure. and see Chimamaka last season when Chelsea went on that run and when Ibrahimovic was kicked out. Chimamaka went on an emotional. Okwe, should I yab him or I should calm down? No, he's accepted because I've, 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 I've Tico, gone past that actually. But I that period. Oh, that period. Chimamaka that period. Chimamaka went into oh, no. like a melt, emotional meltdown. I was I was actually I was down. I was exactly but that's the right word. I was depressed as a Chelsea fan. Oh god. Man. But it's good to see you back. I'm out of it. And it's good to see you yeah, back. It's you. good to see you back. Welcome. Thank Welcome. You. For all our listeners and people watching us on YouTube, you can also follow Dikbo. He has a platform called Movies, Music, and More, where they talk about movies. Talk about, sorry, movies, music, and sports. MMS, where they talk about movies, music, and sports. Good content they have there. You can just check them out. MMS on social, right? Dikbo at. Yeah. Uh, MMS. On, on Instagram, man. Yeah, MMS on Instagram. And also, you can follow Footy Wheat on all socials. We are at Footy Wheat on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And also, please, we're trying to build our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We're coming up with a lot of content this season. We have the FPL scope. We have the EPL review. We also have the fan corner. We met, we had to slow down on the fan corner, but hopefully next weekend or this coming weekend we'll start again. Thank you all for listening and taking your time out to watch this video. So please subscribe. From us here, ciao.